Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One for the weekend this. The podcast that you need to listen to. One for the podcast that you need to listen to. One for Georgian style home with a separate plinth designed and manufactured by Mappin and Webb. It weighs, I weigh 2.97k. I measure 27 centimetres and I cost 20 grand. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Oh, mate. Um, what, what, <laughs> Why does no one care about me? Uh, because um, you mean nothing. So, you mean nothing to anybody, really. It, it used to mean something. Used, there used to be a time where the League Cup was everything, but. Um, You know, with the advent of the Premier League and and, uh, and Champions League money, I'm pretending to be in the League Cup on the phone. <laughs> right, I'm up. Well, I can't believe you cost 20 grand. Hang on, where did you get that from? Oh, especially 20 grand back in those days as well. That is a lot of money. So, if you wanted to buy it now, it would cost 20 grand. Yeah, that's that's a ridiculous waste of money, isn't it? Right, no fine. one knows. No one knows what what what. What do you mean? The, the metals? The metals are. <laughs> Metals are expensive. Well, look, that's my self. What, what, what is it made of? Solid silver. Clearly, or that's is my self worth, all right? Self worth. So just leave me alone. But right, bye. Bit abstract. But look, we're back. The phone call's back. One for the weekend's back. Got a lot of pelts last week for not doing it. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. We yeah. don't go all the time. That's not true, Flash. Yes, it is. Because there was a lot of comments as well. People go, brilliant. None of this nonsense. The structured like loads of bits. None of that. You're just two lads having a chat about football. Is that, is that we will offer as well? Did, did, occasionally. Did someone say that? I think, yeah, the more... Um, discerning. The more, There's more discerning. Yeah, the, the ale-drinking viewers of one for the week. And the pro, the, those are the proper ones, aren't they? The proper fans. Well, they're the ones that suit you better. And uh, they, I think they preferred it last week. But unfortunately, this is my podcast. Well, our podcast. No, it's yours. It's Flames' podcast. And we're back, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about the League Cup final, which is this weekend. Man City versus Arsenal. Um, we'll get into that in a bit more detail, just well, in literally 20 seconds or night, reveal everything else that's going to be on the show. We'll also talk about Man United versus Chelsea, Conte versus Mourinho. I've got the stat nuggets back, don't worry. I've got Soldiers Lost in Battle. I've got the music oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> I've got, I've got I, I did stick, stuff. I, did, I, did stick, I just found... I typed in sad violin, no, sad piano music, and just put it next to the thing. I was resourceful. And it, yeah. What I didn't realise is that you'd actually sent me over the audio files, I had and done. I hadn't looked at my email properly. These things happen, Flav. That's what, that's what you bring. You're off the cuff. I'm professional in my unprofessionalism. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, your commitment to that is astounding. It's incredible. Yeah, it's seen me this far. Um, let's go straight into the League Cup final, because I want to talk about that, and there's some, there's some talk about around that 
game around those two teams as well uh, from the last week because we didn't get to have a chat last week mm. um, that I want to talk about as well. Um, first of all, then, as uh, I was being the league up there, which was quite clear, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I said it. Uh, how important is this game for both these teams? Because I know we talk. This is one of my one of my pets' hates is. Um, the, the phrase, the magic of the FA Cup, and, and the fact that it's lost. Someone's lost it. And, and people were saying the magic of the Cup's gone. There's this whole group of people saying it all the time. The yeah. magic of the Cup is gone. Yeah. But with that phrase, there's, there's an element of trying to hang on to the importance of the FA Cup. The League Cup, however, yeah. <laughs> feels different. It feels like... And, and this is... More a comment on uh, where f- football's gone wrong, in my opinion, is that the League Cup the, uh, trophies aren't valued anymore, and the only reason why this is a big game for Arsenal now is so that they've got a trophy that they can bounce with when Spurs finish twelve points above them or whatever it might be, and it might not be, but haven't won a trophy, and for that to be the value of a trophy is nonsense for me. Um, yeah, I, I mean. T- which, which question do you want me to answer? <laughs> there was a lot. Is, right. <laughs> Sorry, it was, just, it was just a caveat for me to go on around, wasn't right, it? Right, yeah, yeah. How important is this game? Uh, it's important for Arsenal if they beat Manchester City, because that's a statement, that they can still contend with big clubs. That's a good point. Um, will the fans be satisfied with a League Cup win and finishing fifth or sixth? Then no. So it is, it's, it's important... F- it's about it's it's a shame because it's a, it is a it's a legitimate cup final. It's at Wembley. You do pick up a trophy at the end. I celebrated wildly in in nineteen ninety nine and two thousand eight when Spurs won theirs. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it won't you know change the way they feel about Arsenal Wenger because the FA Cups didn't. Uh, it won't mean anything to Man City. They're not going to be doing loops because they've won the League Cup because they've got so bigger fish to fry in the, in the Champions League and the league. Um, it's not important. It's really? Just not. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If, you're, if you're being honest, yeah. If, if you're, um, it's not like no one. Not there wasn't a single. Apart from the worst thing about getting knocked out. Is it the not League important? Cup or is, it's not important. It's not important to, yeah. to you and the, these big teams. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's not important to the top six um, because it doesn't. You don't get any kudos for winning it. Um, all you get is an, a place in the UEFA, UEFA Cup, which you're going to get anyway. And no one really wants. Mm. So the reward of it is minimal. There's no kudos and there's no Champions League football at the end of it. Again, for you. But for I know, like, like yeah. my mate, my mate Craig's Stoke City fan. He is desperate for a cup, right? So that and it means it, he is devastated when they go out of the League Cup, and, and even more devastated when they play. They don't play their best team, which he kind of understands. But the bottom line is that he doesn't. He wants days out. Yeah, so you're ask, I'm asking in purely footballing sense. Yeah, yeah. For a no, fan, I get it. For a fan, it's incredible. Like some of my best memories of beating Chelsea 2 um, 1. Of a horrible, horrible Woodgate goal. It sort of bounced off his grim, face. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. the worst goal to We're, ever decide a cup fight. I think it was the worst goal to ever decide a football game. It was terrible. <laughs> um, but it's for, as a day out, you know, your fans are all together, you, mark, you descend on London, you take over Wembley, or you're half of the pubs and. And, and the walk down Wembley Way is always very interesting because police can't really police it properly and there's scuffles going on. and oh, uh, you know, People get their noses broken. Well, no, yeah, a couple of times. That, that, that isn't, while, <laughs> while that isn't good at all, uh, no one should get their nose broken. Stabbings. There's, 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 um, People there's in their heads, they're stamping on their heads, <laughs> they're stamping on their heads. There's something very, very thick. Breaking ribs. Thick in the air and it's, 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 it's a special type of atmosphere you don't get games anymore and the irony is it's a brand new well, yeah, kind of new Wembley but um, you know moving away from the violence and all that stuff and, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a great day out for fans you, yeah. you know, that, that's important but the actual game and the actual is only important depending on who you're playing if Spurs played Arsenal it would be devastating to lose in the League Cup final as it would any other game but you know I also think uh, the, the dominant sense probably should just get rid of it I would disagree. I would add that to the parlour thing. Should just. That's respect. when you give up parlour. Yeah, it? no, yeah. Respectfully remove yourself. From well, the game. We'll be talking about. Uh, I want to Flav. If you don't know, uh, this is Flav, and I'm James. And um, Flav, we are, <laughs> we are flames. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, Flav likes to uh, have this idea that there's this sort of room where people go and just give up. Yeah, on life. And we're going to be talking about Alan Parsons later on in the podcast. Right. 
Don't, nice never give up on life. And about West Brom and, and after the week they've had, yeah. like, what do they do? Yeah. So don't give us the No, I won't, I won't. Save it for later. Yeah. Uh, back to Arsenal Man City. A uh, couple of stats for you. Uh, Arsenal have won only two of their last 11 Premier League meetings against Man City, drawing five and losing four. So I haven't got the best record against Man City. And I thought this was a good one as well. More stat nuggets to come, by the way, don't worry. Uh, Arsenal recorded only two victories in their last 16 Premier League games against the fellow big six teams. Drawn six, lost eight. Yeah. Beating uh, Spurs in November, Man United in um, uh, May last year. Mm. So, well, they're, the, wor- they're the worst of the top six, aren't they? So, I mean, th- does that stat says it for all to see? Like, it I, think- is, I think everybody understands that they're probably the weakest out of the top six as it stands currently. And the form over the last year would. would Dictate that. Yeah. Um, An Arsenal optimist would be still waiting and hoping that the Abamyang stuff kicks in. Inevitably the will. Inevitably will. Yeah. You can't have a player as class as Abamyang and Mikatarin, and uh, and it not to have some positive impact on your club. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that they're a bad football team. They're no, not. They're, they're a good football team. It's just currently out of the top six. They're the weakest, mm. um, and that stat would probably back it up. But it's unless it's just about your home ties. Like those games against Man United and Spurs, they're at home, and. Typically, top six sides don't lose games at home, even against each other. So it, it tells you something, but not everything. Mm. Uh, for Man City, I said, we, we said it on Monday before, you were like, we're going to win the FA Cup. And I was like, well, hang on, but Man City got Wigan. But if, you know, if Wigan could do something as we walked out the door. The last thing we said was, yeah. well, maybe we can do something. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and they did. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's great for, for Arsenal in terms of going into this game, because that was... I guess you're, you're hoping with a team like Man City have got and the form that they've been in that this can create a sort of mini wobble. Yeah, um, I, I, you can, but it's they lost the man very early. Yeah, shouldn't have been sent off. But that gets, that shows you that anything happens in football as well. That people do, you know, if Arsenal can, if Arsenal can, and this sounds mad, doesn't it, for to, for two teams that are such huge clubs? But if if Arsenal can hang on till sixty minutes and then. Then you get to a point where it, this complexion of the game starts to sort of change. It depends how they set up, really, and and I think they only know how to play one way, which is one of the criticisms of Wenger. Mm. And as a result, they can often be exposed at the back um, defensively, the the way they play and and, and the press they utilise means that they can be exploited, and that's the last thing you want to do against Man City. So what Spurs did when we went to um, the Etihad is that we we tried to match them and. On their day, if they're in their pomp, they're unmatchable. They are, yeah. they are incredible going forward. So I, I expect, I expect Manchester United to win. It's Man City to win, but I think Arsenal do have it in them to pull up. And not so we saw yeah. it last year in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Uh, yeah, the they can do it again. They'll be up for it. Aubameyang might light up this final. Might be his launching pad. You just don't know. And to be honest, like, I'd rather obviously I'd rather see anyone in there about. Uh, apart from Arsenal, but as a neutral, I think it'd be a great game of football. I think for me, I can, you know, I can really see Man City winning this by quite a way. The reason for that is centre of midfield. I just think, I just can't see how Arsenal are going to stop them in any way. And the only way they probably could do it is by outpassing them. And you're not outpassing Man City. And, and you're, I, I just don't think they've got the, the discipline or the, the people. No. You know, we've been saying for what, 15 years now? <laughs> Like that de- defensive, mid- that defensive, that Kante player, that Fernandinho player. Yeah, they don't have it. <clears throat> no, they don't. Um, they that's do, what's going to cost them this uh, week. They do have some something that Man City don't have, and that's Jack Wilshere, uh, who has been the, one of the only shining lights in Arsenal's season this year. But he's, he's, he's no better than De Bruyne. No, no, no. But he carries the ball in a different way. He offers a different tactic in the same way that. Um, when that Jack Wilshere gets on the ball, the players can trust him that he will find them. Mm. He will he will create a scenario where Man City are being pulled out of space, which enables Abamyang, Mkhitaryan, Lacazette if he comes on, you know, Iwobi to to gamble, <clears throat> and that's what you have to do because you're not going to pull Man City out of shape without doing something that's a little bit um, maverick. And they can rely on Jack Wilshere when he gets the ball to either go, glide past the man, find a space, find a player, and, and I think it, all the football. Anything good that Arsenal does goes through Jack Wilshere in midfield. The problem is he's got Granite Xhaka next to him, who um, isn't <laughs> as good. <laughs> Offers a lot less. I, 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 I don't want to 
I don't, want to, I don't want to do a slating Arsenal thing. So I just think they they, they, can, they can make massive improvements in midfield. Yeah, and I, it isn't Wilshire really that's a problem. And I, I don't think as much as it's I think Arsenal are the, the sixth best team out of those you know out of the Premier League sides at, the at this stage. Yeah, yeah, at this moment in time, that's kind of by the by. The, po- the point is, Man City are just so strong. They are, and I think I think this could. As much as people will be hamming up the idea that they lost to Wigan, so there's an opportunity here. For me, I feel like uh, Man City could win this one quite easily. Um, will there be a pitch invasion? I hope so. Man City's turn to, to, give, to give it a go. I don't think it means enough. <coughs> you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on pitch invasions? I'm fine with them, as long as you, you don't... You, you're fine with them? What, what, what's the problem? What are your put? I mean, as long as you don't attack a player... I, st- I find them pretty pointless. I mean, it's a, it's a laugh, isn't it? But it's a laugh. But it's uh, so. This is from, this is coming from a fan who lives in who lives in the upper tier of a football ground. I've got a story for this. It's selfish. Right. <laughs> it's really, it's annoying. It's annoying. Like you, you walk going onto the pitch. I don't know. I don't really know what you're getting from it. Well, it's just. But what you are doing is you're stopping that moment of the players and all of the fans having a moment together. Right. Two things. Maybe get a, a lower. You know, sit in the lower tier. You can't see the game as well. No, it is. Um, and uh, I don't know, the other ones just cheer up, I guess. Mm. Um, when I, was, I, I can understand it, though, because when I was at the last game at White Lane, I feel like every reference comes back to Spurs and me, but I don't know much else. So. Um, yeah, White Lane, last game of the season, as you saw, thousands of people, the entire bottom tier, just just, uh, just, just run on the pitch. And I I was, my bro- me and my brother were like, how do we get down? How do we get down? How can I get down? I get that a little bit more. I just do, do you know it depends on the occasion. Do my point of reference as well is like promotion. I get it. I can get that more. Yeah. Okay. And even the effect, like the Wigan game, I I, I can understand that. Like, what, like why not for that one? The, re, the what I'm talking about is end of season when you finish like eighth. It's a tradition. <laughs> I don't know. It's just annoying. Yeah, you can get bans now for doing it as well. Yeah. You're, you're like ban them all, wouldn't you? Ban them. If you ban them all at QPR, there'd be no one left. That's true, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what Ban 6,000, you're like, oh, no, I made a mistake. Yeah, more than 6,000, you get more than 6,000. Uh, and then final one, uh, with uh, Arsenal versus Man City. Bellerin's back. Bellerin will be playing his first game since comments. the comments. What Arsenal fans will be. What do you think? Of the comments? <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think he doesn't... He doesn't watch Arsenal fan TV. And he said himself, he talks about. He talks about it in reference to when it pops up on his timeline. Yes. And when it, what's made Arsenal fan TV very viral, is are these rants? Yeah, the rants and the fan cans. And Robbie knows that. He does. Like he's, you know, well, he's giving all these guys a say. He's not going. Sorry, DT. It's not really. Yeah. This isn't really what the content I want. He's. And he is is a blanket thing with Robbie. He w- he does he does want to listen to everyone, but like you know, like a good soap, you don't just change the characters each each week. You have those people that people want to hear their opinion from. Yeah, I think in Robbie's sense, he's he and he's always said it is, I'll give everybody a chance. But the and problem is, is, people don't come for everybody. They come for DT. They come for troops. Yeah, and and so the perception, not from Robbie's perception of giving everyone a chance, but from someone outside of it and Hector Bellerin is outside of it the only time it comes into his consciousness is when is when there's been a defeat or someone's tweeted saying have you seen this or seen that mm. so then the perception that he has of it is that top line and the top line of Arsenal Fan TV is Troops and DT and, yeah, and all those guys yeah, of course so that's the, that's what he's aware of in terms of that channel which is not the true, oh, I can't the they, true they're all aware they, they know he's. He, I'm not saying he, go, he goes to watch it, and but of course they're going to watch it, and, and, and they probably don't watch it anymore. But there would have been a time when uh, you know everyone in that club yeah. knows what's going on. Um, I think the comment about about them kind of feeding off failure, feeding off failure. It's look, it's a byproduct of their uh, of, of the channel. I don't think they ever ever sat no, out. To that's, not the well, that's not the roots. That's not absolutely. And and now I don't think they have. I think the assumption is they have. They're, they're kind of benefiting off a loss. They are because more people watch the channel, and then you know you get paid per view and all that kind of stuff. But um, it, I, I don't think he's don't, there. I, the, every the, the point, single yeah, the point. The, the point that he said he's not like that's not a real fan. Is he's no? Is in in, in in the same way. I mean, the irony here is that, that you've got DT, you've got troops talking about stuff that really they know nothing about in terms of football. They don't understand it on an Arsenal Wenger's level, level 
and I'm, this, I'm guilty of this as well, you, you talk about it in a way that as if you understand the game in any real terms, but compared to these, these managers, you have no idea. And really, you're in no place to, 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 to criticise. But as a football fan, and you're paying in, you automatically have a right. It just doesn't mean it's very valuable, no matter how much you scream. I, I say the same about me, and we do. I've got my own podcast, and I talk about it, and I'm consistently coming back to the conclusion that I don't know what I'm talking about as much football as, as I've watched. Um, so th- there's that issue. I think that there's a wider point, and I think the frustration that Bellerin showed was that this is obviously having a negative impact. This is having a ne- negative impact on the players. They know about it. Mm. It's in their psyche, and that can't be po- that can't be. It might no, be positive for change. It might be positive about getting Wenger out. In terms of the performance on the pitch, knowing that that's how vehemently they're thought of. That the stuff that's said, like, he's a fucking waste man, get him out of my club. You know, um, you know, I never want to see him play in an Arsenal shirt again. And then he's going into training and thinking, what? You know, I run my ass off. Or, all right, I played a few, I'm not good enough. Or whatever it is. It's not his responsibility to say, I'm not good enough to play for Arsenal. In his head... They're going to remember the fan camps, they're going to remember all of it. But because they feel better after the game, a little bit better after screaming down the lens, that doesn't mean that that isn't left a, a, a kind of periphery uh, odour, that, that it doesn't infiltrate the club in some way. Like Saying all that, Bellerin's bit, quite adamant that, you know, you can only go on what he has said, which is, I don't watch it, we don't watch it, we don't listen to it. They know. Yeah. Absolutely. How can you not? It's huge. But that's what I mean. But do you know what? Actually, if you spin it round, that Bellerin's kind of doing the same thing. It, you know, if that's if that's the point of view, is that we as football fans don't know everything, um, but we're allowed our opinion. Yeah, he's we doing can't. Exactly he's doing exactly the same thing on the other side because he doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't watch, know what he doesn't know what a true fan is. Yeah. How can he understand what a supporter is? You've been a footballer. You come to England since you were, when you were sixteen. You played in Barcelona's youth academy. Now you're now you're here. Who are you to say what a true fan is? You have no f- idea. Mm. I mean, I you know, out of all Arsenal fans go. He's, I mean, we met him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. You, you have absolutely zero role or, or, or position to tell anybody what a fan is. Yeah, I th- and th- a couple of co- a couple of comments you could tell he well, there was a bit of bite in them, and but he's also let's remember he's twenty two. So, like, you know, it's the thing with footballers. You think, like, you think yeah. Harry Kane's, like, like, my, like my, older than us. My big brother. Yeah, exactly. I so, I think it's, it's top-line comments that he's made not truly knowing everything that, or maybe, that the guys uh, maybe not maybe not caring. Maybe he's grateful of the opportunity to actually talk about it and get it out there. Mm. You know, he could have just straight about it and just said, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinions. We play for the club. We love all the fans. Yeah. And more importantly, trivia. Last week, <laughs> Flav asked you... Who is the only goalkeeper to win Spurs player of the season for the club in the Premier League? No era? one got it. It's too difficult. No one got it. No one got it. Did they? I thought someone got it. Go on then. Find... No, no, I haven't got it uh, yet. I'm just assuming. If you can get good. it, then let us know in the comments and I will write back saying sorry. Neil Sullivan. It was Neil Sullivan. Tough one. Because I didn't even know it. Neil Sullivan. He was. All there right. are players we go. Oh, yeah, he played for. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Neil Sullivan. He, he was the goalkeeper who got chipped by Beckham from the halfway line. For Wimbledon, yeah. yeah, yeah, in his Wimbledon days, yeah. yeah, he played for a long, long time as well. I think he's still playing at forty for Doncaster Rovers. Anyway, just this it. week you're not getting it, guys. Nice try, you know. I'm letting you know now, but give it a go if you want to give it a go. Comments below. Do not Google it, right? <coughs> it's on you that. Yeah, you, like you don't don't be one of those guys. Don't be one of those guys who because basically winning comes from within. Sure. Yeah, being a winner isn't about adulation from your peers. It's about knowing inside that you deserve it. That's why drug cheats are no good. If you Google it, you're effectively a drug cheat. You're a, you're a yeah. drug cheat. That's so true. You are Ben... No, Ben Johnson, that's too old a reference. You are... Marion Jones. Who? Is he still too far? Lance Armstrong. You're Lance you are Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Okay. But you did less for cancer. Yeah, you're not even in good shape, probably. No, not least Lance yeah, At least Lance did a lot to... Trim. At least he's trim. And did a lot to help people... T- like, recover from cancer. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Based around probably the guilt that had come from... Cheating. Actually, I've got, got a question for you, right? Is if you could take, if Lance Armstrong could take all of it back, mm. yeah? Yeah. But you have to remove all of the good stuff he'd done for charity, would you let him do it all again? It's like Bill Cosby, isn't it? As, as Dave Chappelle. It's fine. It's fine. Dave Chappelle, Netflix. Go watch that. 
I'm not answering the question. Lance, Lance. Um, no, uh, no, he's not really. Hurt. Has he truly hurt anyone? In, in he rides a, he rides a bike. He, a bike, he, he rides a bike. All the good stuff he's done. Yeah. All right. I'm not saying like, <clears throat> you know, he's done anything. He's not really hurt anybody. He rides a bike. All right. But that. look at all of the good stuff <laughs> his charity has done. Incredible work. Just get off his back. Okay. Anyway, back to the trivia. Um, <laughs> this is the question this week. Who were the last five Englishmen to win the Premier League Manager of the Month award? I don't know. It's tough. Is, is one Harry Redknapp? No. Really? One is not the last five. I'll give you the dates, okay? One... Oh, you've got, I've got them on the running order. I don't want to know. Um, so one is recently, a couple of recently. Um, one was from January last year. One was from August 2016. And, uh, sorry, one was from April 2015. And one was from Sam- November 2014. Sam Allardyce. No. What? This podcast is sponsored by Fan League. Yes. Okay? Yes, it is. There it is. They're building the world's number one football community. We've got our league. Yeah, we have. Um, we are terrible. We are so bad. Really bad. <laughs> um, saying that, game week winner this week, Kwahi Buna Nakuba. Well done, mate. Nine out of 13. Right, alongside right. Targa Degelund. Names are getting easier. Can't can we, can anyone mate, called John Smith. Can we mentioned him, we mention him a lot, Targa Degelund. We do. Yeah, and I, I don't know if he listens to the too podcast. Much. Got, too got, much? No, I'm not saying too okay. much. He deserves it. He keeps doing well each week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much, he's putting a lot of work in. Yeah. Um, but wherever you are, I hope you're happy. <laughs> yeah, no uh, worries. I hope you're having a good time. And, and you're using that, you're, you're spilling that happiness onto the people around you also. Totally. So God, Godspeed. Godspeed. Uh, the uh, one for the weekend league position amongst, in what's, the league. Before we do that, what's your official. Im- like, how, 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 you the target. What, what do you think he looks like? Um, he's a good looking man, slender. Slender. And um, sandy blonde. Blonde. Hair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, about six yeah. foot three. Yeah. Six yeah, foot four. Totally. Yeah. And, and not ripped, but like just a lovely physique. Works out. Takes care of himself. Yeah, cycles. And he, he flosses. Does he? Yeah, 100%. Mm, okay. So if you could, Targa, confirm all of this <laughs> assumptions, send us in a picture, yeah, and we'll yeah. hold it up next week so you get the proper recognition you, you deserve. Yeah, and people yeah, people out there, what do you think Targa Degelin looks like? Yeah. Uh, we uh, retain our position as 200th in the League of Leagues. Well, that's not... We didn't get worse. What I would like to flag up, we were talking about some forms of doping... Chinese Super League, which is the name of a league that's first, average of 9.13 or something like that. How many are in there? How many leagues? Loads and loads of leagues. No, how many are in... Oh, right, I didn't go into... Maybe it's just one person who's really good. Yeah. Like, Targa had his own league. He would be up there. He'd be be well up there. He'd probably win it. Uh, Mug roll call. Bradley Stebbings. Mug, how many did you get? He got two. Two? (laughs) You've had two before. Will Lucas... Who uh, got four out of thirteen, and Martin Worthy, ironically, yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, four out of thirteen. I got five. You got five. Well done. <laughs> I've got to play. Sorry, sorry. Um, so yeah, I'm a mug as well. Uh, so that's that. Um, get involved. Oh, yeah, Link absolutely. is in the description. Um, add me as a friend. There seems to be two James Allcotts knocking about in the game. Yeah, so add annoying both. trolls. <laughs> so add both. Yeah, add both. Add both. Um, can all, uh, yeah, there's a couple of people been messaging me saying, "Can you be added to the league? You have to add James." But add both James Alcott's, because we don't know which one's yeah, in. Yeah, it's getting confusing. And some people don't. And, um, uh, and, and, and what's really good is when you get your friends involved, you get free credits so you can play for free. True. Ten grand can be won this so week. So add me, because I want more credits. Yeah, that's good for you, isn't it? Mm. Uh, right, we're still going to talk about Man United versus Chelsea. We've also got a Flames question. Oh, so many questions. Well, for, well, for us two? One question. One question. Embarrassing, really. Still. And we're going to talk about something. Alan Pardew and how... Does he give up? Or if not, what does he do? But first, stat nuggets. The, uh, the, um, can, uh, can we, look, in the comments right now, right, just do me a favour. Just say yes, more nuggets, or no nuggets. People right? like nuggets. Whoever, whoever, whoever wins, if, if, if there's more no nuggets for me, okay. right, so like, yes, yes, please, more nuggets, and, or no more nuggets for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, whoever, whoever has the most, we'll count them up. We'll get rid of the stat nuggets. Why do you? Right, well, because they don't mean anything, they, James. Well, the Potters have missed the past three penalties in the Premier League with each taken by a different player: Charlie Adams, Barhino, and Marco Arnautovic. That's incredible. <laughs> they missed the last. No, three not working. Stoke are in trouble. But they are in trouble. They're, How, they're heading for the give up. How's right? your mate dealing with it? He's, um, he's started. In, um, he's struggling. What even with Lambert? <laughs> what, what, the, uh, yeah. the, the charismatic Paul Lambert? He won the first two games. 
seeds of progress. Mm, and then it's just, yes. Yeah, they're in a key period of games and they've not actually done that well. All right, fair enough. Uh, no team have won more penalties than Crystal Palace this season. Well, they've got Wilfred. Tricky, aren't they? Wilfred Simulation Zaha. <laughs> well, I, do you know, I'll give you a stat nugget. Go on. Uh, two players have been that share the highest amount of bookings for simulation since 2016. Who are those players? Well, I know one of them, which is Deli Alley. Yes, the other one is. I'm guessing it's Wilfred Zaha. You'd be correct, is it? Yeah. But if you're dribbling a lot, then that's you know those moments are going to come. Aren't Tricky, they? isn't they? Like you're not going to like Lee Catamol's not going to get done for simulation. Is it? Where are you at, right, with like players who absolutely clatter, like go go through? Tricky winger because they've been embarrassed. Well, uh, okay, after. Yeah, well, you get done once and then you'll you yeah, next yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, if it's like early in the game, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if you do someone with like a flip flap or some sort of. Oh, and then you kick them after going, watch it. Or it's chop. Kind of yeah, some, if you embarrass them by doing some sort of skill, it's fair game. You're going to get done at some stage. Because you, you've embarrassed them in front of all the people in stand and, and millions on, on Sky or wherever. Here's a phrase I'm going to use by hate. The current climate suggests yeah. that you can't do that. No, anymore. no, no, the game's moved on. But we're back, when it's, well. back when it's a man's game. Yeah, yeah. Man, By man. the letter of the law. But yeah, you're not allowed to do it. Yeah. So, um, Tampi is producing for us today, right? And big T! Big, big T. Uh, we, we, the Tampi. We had, yeah, the Tampi. Yeah, we went on, we had a little uh, FIFA game. Yeah, game, game of FIFA, right? I'm 36 <laughs> years old, right? I barely play it. I shouldn't Stop even be anywhere that. near a kid of this age. You know, 20 years old, young, handsome. Ah, oh, virile. Virile. And, you know, plays a lot of FIFA. Sure. Fucking done him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't. That's got Serious. Wow, well, let's move on. No, 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 that's out there, and that's a fact. No team... Oh, I've done that one. Burnley's winless run. Burnley, everyone. Oh, Burnley, brilliant, they're brilliant, they're brilliant. They're winless run in the Premier League now stands at 10 games. Longest current streak in the division. Five yeah, they, they've been pony, haven't they? This, they're having a little wobble. Sean Dyche is great. He's got to go, hasn't he? He's got to go. Enough's enough. Go, he's got to go. Wouldn't say it to his face. Yep. Only Tottenham, 15, have won more Premier League points than Swansea. I love him. Carvalho took charge I of the Swans. love him. Love him. <laughs> You're such a hypocrite. I'm not an hypocrite. You're going to turn I... on him. He'll get to look. Watch, someone clip this up now. He says he loves him. I swear we did the same thing about Paul Clement last year. November, he'll be like, it's time to go. Yeah. You're, so, you're such a fair weather pundit. Yeah, <laughs> pundit, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, look, he's come in. He no, one give, no, one give, no one give him a shout at all. And just by simple things, care for each other. Play for each other. Get the fans on side. Yeah. Pull in one direction. And that's what he'd done. He did it with man, Sheffield Wednesday. Didn't work out for him. Let's go at the end. Well, it did work out for him for like a couple of seasons. Then, yeah. What, a season? You know, he's, he's never been... Uh, Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One club more got, than one season. No, it was there three seasons. You got, you oh, got the right? playoffs two seasons in a row. Yeah. All right, my bad. You thinking of Mark, Mar- uh, Silver? I, I don't know. Let's move forward. Stat nuggets. Uh, Liverpool have already scored more Premier League away goals in this campaign, 34, and imagine the entirety of last season. If they finish, if they finish lower in the league this year, it's about competition, though. 
Yeah. What are you up against? I was going to say, well, because I was going to say, I actually, in terms of their domination of teams this year, I think they've moved forward as a team. Absolutely. In comparison to last year. Yeah, yeah, they have. And is a final stat nugget for you, mate. All right. Go on. Salah scored 19 left foot. I don't know who found this stat. Salah scored 19 left footed goals in the Premier League this term, the joint most by a player in a single season. Alongside Robbie Fowler, also of Liverpool, in 94 95. This is why it's got to go. No more nuggets for me. That doesn't means nothing. So what? He kicked the ball in with his leg. No, it means nothing, right? You're yeah. in the pub, okay? Yes. Salah bangs one in. You go, you watch the replay. It clicks in your mind. Stat nugget out the back pocket. It went, oh, lads, that's his 20th goal. That's the most anyone scored left foot. Right, well, if- your status amongst your mates was through the fucking roof. <laughs> <laughs> what about if you're in a nightclub and you're going, right, that is a lovely little treat. We'll just over there. <laughs> Oh, well, right. well, right. Cheeky, cheeky Sagoo shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? No, you're right. I'll just come over. Just keep doing that. Just keep doing that until they say yes. No, I don't. I really. No, I'm fine. Honestly. I'm fine. Get me a drink. All right. And then. Oh, I'll bring you a drink. Here's a pint of lager. There you go, love. And then you go, did you know, love? Salah, left foot goals, 19 in the season, only match. Why, Robbie Fowler? I did. Get your coat! I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I will. <laughs> Off you go. Uh, let's keep moving forward with Those Were the Days. This Flab. is good. Where's okay. Rory? Can he sing the bit again? That was better. Uh, wow. I disagree with Rose that. Totally. Um, send in your Those Were the Days. Oh. If you don't know what it is, it's when we reminisce on tiny things in football that we miss. Uh, here's one for you from On Skeng. On, on Skeng? On Skeng's his name, I think. <laughs> it means a gun. Does it? Yeah, amongst the, the younger elements yeah. of society. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised I didn't know that. Are you a Skeng man? <laughs> Skeng man? Scat man, isn't it? No. Show me age. No, no. Uh, Andy Townsend and Clive Tildesley commentating yeah. on Champions League on the ITV. Oh, I mean, it's great that they're both gone. Really? Yeah. Do you know what was uh, in um, Pez uh, 2006, I think, Pez 6, uh, Andy Townsend was in the commentary and... The line that kept coming up, most games it would come up. Mine Tyler would say, or Clive, I, don't know if it was, I think it was mine Tyler, wasn't it? He would go, um, uh, they'd show the possession stats, and you'd go, uh, say, you're Man United, uh, they're winning the possession stats, big part of the game. And it all goes to Andy Townsend, he goes, Not for me, Jeff. The game's, <laughs> on, the game's on, on the pitch. And me and my mates say it all the time, Not for me, Jeff. Not, they say, Jeff, not for me. That's me, Clive. It is Clive. It was Clive Tilsley. I mean, they were a good team. Ron Atkinson and Clive Tilsley as well. So I, I, I was days. talking to my eight-year-old boy, uh, and I was saying that I was watching Spurs and Rochdale, and uh, he went, uh, "I went." He goes, "Why isn't this more interesting? Why, why, why isn't football just more entertaining?" And I was like, well, you got, you got, yeah, you got me. I don't, I, ain't, I don't know why I do this." And the other thing that says, so who are those annoying men? That's the other thing. I was thinking, you've got it. You're exactly how I feel now. Why isn't this more interesting? And who are these annoying men keep filling the airwaves? I'll tell you what, it is a proper skill to not be an annoying commentator. Oh, they're a pain Or co-commentator. Final, this, I'll tell you what, forget the stack nuggets that have gone before. Hmm. I used to be Clive uh, Tilsley's runner. Long time ago, Everything my early right. days in TV. No issues to report. No. Do, do you look? No, absolutely no. It's fine. Basically, these guys when they do European games, you just get locked in a room. You just get locked in a tiny room with a little microphone, <laughs> and they watch you on telly and they and they commentate the game. And well, sometimes they love Ian Dowie next to them. What are you doing? You're breaking the fourth rule. I don't want to know that. Only for like they're in the country. <laughs> they're in the country. Yeah. And they're watching. And they're freezing their bollocks off. They're not in a nice little room. So I had to get Clive Tilsley uh, food. What do you have? Every year. Had the same thing every single time. Was it a doner kebab? It wasn't a doner kebab. Right. And one last guess? Big Mac. Thai green curry. Loved it. Thai, I, I, <laughs> mate, I'm on the way to Thai green curry. curry. I tell you, he had to be Abby Wits about you as a runner, because he needed that on his doorstep at half-time. Would he kick off if he... He wouldn't be happy, because it, like, it, once the second half goes, he got to go, say, <laughs> sorry guys, hang on. <laughs> Just like inhaling food. Um, so yeah, that's my little story about Clive Tilsley. Right. Uh, David Ambrose... Wayne Rooney's street striker. No? No, I don't know. No, no. no. Wayne Rooney's... I don't, I don't know what he is. Wayne Rooney had a show on Sky One. Do you remember this too? You didn't watch this one? Man United fan, aren't you? What's wrong with you? Yeah, he had this show on Sky One with Andy Anser, and this was where... Who's unbelievable that? technique. Oh, yeah! Came from that. Oh, right. right. I, and, uh, I've inter- I interviewed Andy Anser once. He's a sports choreographer. 
So he does like whenever you see those like Nike adverts yeah. or Pepsi adverts, other brands are available, doing stuff with footballers and they're jumping out of you know evading like tackles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He choreographs all of that, right. and he used to play for like Southend and stuff. But he did this, yeah, he did this street striker competition yeah. with Wayne Rooney. He was he was sort of he was bringing the personality. He was was Wayne. it under a bridge? Yeah, yeah, I exactly, remember yeah. it now. And he's like. He's in his trackies and he's kick, kick the ball in a, a skip and they'd go, it's really relatable for you, isn't it, Wayne? And he goes, yeah, you know, this is how it got me, this how it got me, you know, this is how hard it is. Not bad. That's um, yeah. But yeah, but kicking the ball into a skip, that was the, that's how he became the, the, the player he was today. But it was a good series. Right, David, don't you? I had two. And final one this week. I mean, should you... I don't know. Branded. Am I doing it? Nah. Really? Nah, well, up to you, go on. So you're on your head. Be, be on I'll your head. I'll just say it. Go on. Uh, Villa hit Tapachetti when you could get away with snorting the touchline. Man United versus Chelsea this Sunday. Big oh. game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be well boring, don't you think? On the pitch. Um, watching Man, Man United game against Sevilla the other day, uh, I, would, I would agree. Man United... Are at home though, and they do play different football when they're at home. They're much more expansive. You're likely to see Sanchez, maybe Martial, uh, but Pogba as well. This is crucial, and because the, the starting lineup for, for United in that midfield was so defensive. Yeah, McTominay played uh, the game. It you know did well. It did okay, yeah. but the, the big the anger that came from Man United first was one. And I, I thought it was a, a bit over the top. Like one, there's this decision that Sevilla are just all football now. They're playing at home. They're good at home. And they did, Secondly, well, they did well. Pogba was ill on Sunday. Again, supposedly, we, you know, you can as you can speculate if he was or if he wasn't. Mm. And he was wary of playing him. So Mourinho, being a winner, has gone to has gone to get a draw. And if they can get a goal on the break, then great. They could have played a lot better. I think it was the I watched the ITV analysis of it, and it was quite clear that. You, they did miss Pogba because they, well, not just they missed Pogba, but they missed someone in that area in between, uh, in between the sort of uh, the midfield and the defence, in between the lines, picking up the ball and turning and then and then doing something, and it led to them just being a bit like they were against um, Liverpool earlier in the season, the away game, just solid. I don't think I'm, I can't remember. I don't think they had Pogba for that game. Maybe solid, but not really creating too much. Which I think now when you've got players like Sanchez. Um, in the team mm. and you've got on the bench the players that came on but I think it was Rashford Martial, Martial. and Pogba were the yeah. three that came on yeah. you would hope that you could offer a bit more going forward uh, yeah I mean it, look, it goes back to what I'm saying in, in terms of you know, the Man United fans might be angry with it but he finds a way of getting through ties and Sevilla it, it could be dismissed as an easy tie but it weren't you know they, they um, how important is De Gea it? saved Eight shots on target. Do you know what? I'm going to say it. That's the most I think since he's they the played best Barcelona. goalkeeper in the world. Um, all right, fine. He probably is. He's very Still, good. Again, Pablo's just like... Mm. It's like they've got nothing... I'm not a goalkeeper. I don't really know what to say. Like, yeah, he's you can't be expected to know everything, so they've got to say something. I get it, but like, just, like, we get it. He's the best in the world. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about something else. Um, yeah, but look, the, the, the fact is, they didn't concede. They didn't... Um, they, they're going back to, 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 to Old Trafford with... The, a tied game there are a slight disadvantage in that one goal for Seville could make it very difficult for United given the away goals rule but you'd see United through that tie because the way Mourinho set up yeah. and they could have snatched the goal I think there needs to be a certain amount of hyperbole about at this stage when it is so everything can go both ways yeah. that <clears throat> the speculation allows you to just make these blanket statements without them really being backed up by anything bottom line is they're heavily in the tie they have some advantages They've, you know, but if Sevilla can go there and get an away goal, then it's, it's, it's difficult. I think, um, I think the interesting thing about the game the weekend is that Conte and Mourinho are coming face to face after the kind of seemingly never-ending tit for tat this season. Mm. Um, said some huge things to each other. You know, being Mourinho alluding to the fact that clown-like behaviour of managers on the touchline. Conte took exception to that. You know, there's the the, the suggestion of match fixing. Which Conte was cleared of, um, but Mourinho is very clever at mind games. He knows what he's doing, and he never says things completely straightly. There's yeah. always ways it can be interpreted, or he finds a wiggle room out of it. He's a, he's a genius at it. 
And uh, Flav's too humble to uh, to plug it, but I'll do it for him. Flav's been working on uh, and producing a little mini doc on this whole Conte Mourinho thing. Um, Stephen Houston's in it. Rory's in it. Um, Mina, Mina Rizuka. Rizuki, Rizuki, sorry, is in it as well. It's really, really interesting to see the kind of nuances between the two of them and, and how it's all flared up. So that'll be on the Bull Street channel. So go check that out. It's either it's going to be either today or tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, what I uh, there's a prediction for me. It'll be interesting to see if it happens. Pogba got on really well with Conte, really, really well with Conte. Yeah. If there is something happening in terms of the relationship between Mourinho and Pogba, and Pogba was ready to play on Wednesday and didn't. Uh, you know, didn't start because Mourinho doesn't believe in him or any of that stuff that yeah. people want to create. He's, if I was Conte and I wanted to wind up Mourinho, I'd go straight for Pogba and give him a big hug at the end of the game if you win it. Uh, I think that would be an excellent tactic going in the, pre- the presses beforehand. Just saying how, how much he admires Pogba. Yeah. That would be genius. That's exactly what Mourinho would do. I'd love to see that happen now. I think Conte should do that, man. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the game itself, I think, is... Uh, when he played for me, he was one of the most influential midfielders yeah, in the world. And didn't really, yeah, didn't I was able to get the best out of him. Yeah. He, he hit new levels. Yeah. Has it happened yet? <laughs> no, no, it's just... Um, it's confusing for me to, to see him struggle because, you know, he's a world-class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great player. Um... The, yeah, the game itself. What do you think is going? I think it's going to be terribly boring. Um, and I, my my head is saying Hazard one 0 Chelsea. Oh, I can't can't split them. I, I, I don't know, and I'm going to have to pretend that I do mm. and say <laughs> that Man United. Yeah, I, I can't split them. I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be a very interesting. Game. I don't think anyone's I actually know. <laughs> It's just my guess. It's just that like, usually I can bullshit my way through stuff. Right. This, I don't know, I can't see how they, they, this is going to be a, a chess match. There's tacticians who love the game and love watching players get pulled out and movement and that. It'll be fascinating, but for, for, for most fans who just want to see goals and whatnot. And, um, It'll be interesting to see how game. Chelsea set up. For a fan league pick, it's going to be very tough to, yeah. to separate them. Definitely a half edge. Um, but yeah, I'm also intrigued to see if uh, Giroud or Morata get a game. I don't know if they do. I'm not sure if they do either. No. Because they, I thought defensively, in a team that you would think would be a bit flimsy when you've got, when you haven't got a target man, yeah. I thought they were really strong against Barcelona and Chelsea. So. They were excellent against Chelsea. Can I just, have, can I just, can I just put this out there, right? Barcelona, the most boring team in football, right? Is that all right? Can that. I say that? I, saw that I would rather watch Stoke against West Brom than watch another Barcelona game. It is so dull. It's like, uh, uh, mm. uh, yeah. uh, pass that one back. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not going to do anything exciting apart from when Messi... And I don't know Messi goes, don't tell me what to do. I ain't paying all this ticket taking bollocks. Yeah. I'm Lionel Messi. I get the ball, I run. That's what he says. And they can't say anything because he's the best player in the world. Mm. But the rest of them... Uh, uh, yeah. I, was, I, I actually finished that game thinking, you know what? I hope Chelsea do... I, no, we didn't go that far. But like, I was just thinking, I, I love English football... Because it's fast-paced, right? It might be not, not, not technically as great as, as Spanish football, but it's, it's power and pace and blood and thunder. Totally, total blood and thunder. It's just, it's just more interesting. As soon as Chelsea got the ball, sort of up, they're going, they're moving. They're, the pace, of, they're, they're trying to attack the game and take hold of it. They're willing to sacrifice um, a bit defensively in order to just change the mould and the way in which Barcelona are playing. I was bored to tears until Chelsea tried to turn up and given the way they played against probably the most effective team in, in Europe despite having Paulinho in it and, and another thing I'd like to say I'd draw a line on that it's like therapy Paulinho <laughs> is dog, dog poop he's dog poop he's definitely toilet the Barcelona midfielder thought of Paulinho is that's right dog poop um, so you know it's, it, Chelsea if they can play anything like they did against Barcelona although they'd be forced to play a different game um, you can see them edging it and I can't see Giroud and Murata starting. I think they'll play the full nine again with Hazard. Another prediction for me. Yeah. Paulinho to knock out Spurs. Yeah. In the next round. One hundred percent. Look, I, I was watching it and thinking we can do these. We can do Barcelona. Really? Yes, I was watching that. I genuinely I was out yeah, there. Why for, not? They're there for the taking. Why not? Okay, right. It's that time. Please so don't just... clip that up when we get done. <laughs> I'm not significant now. enough, which is the glorious thing about yeah. it. No one's going to bother doing that. Right, soldiers lost in battle time. Uh, introduce it properly this time, and I'll play the music properly this time. Okay, uh, soldiers lost in battle is the moment where one for the weekend podcast 
takes a moment to recognise the fact that despite everyone's love for football and everything that they, they do in life to watch the beautiful game can sometimes be taken from them by idiots. Perfect. It's lovely. Get your soldiers lost about the stories in the comments. Nate Young. Back in 2010, I went with a bunch of mates on holiday to Ireland. As one of the only few in the group who cared about football, and one of only two English guys, I spent most of the trip trying to convince everyone to skip the beach and watch the telly instead. I eventually wore everyone down so that we could watch all England's, uh, watch England's opening group stage match, a transatlantic clash against the United States. All my apathetic friends who wished we were still surfing were quickly silenced, though, as Gerard scored an early goal, clearly demonstrating that England were on the road to the final. My celebrations didn't last long, though. All of my Scottish and Irish friends cheered wildly as Rob Green gave the most inexplicable fumble to allow the USA the most simple, stupid of goals. What a fool I felt, sitting in the company of these mockers. How I wished we'd all just stayed at the beach or done anything else. For the first time in my life, I wished I wasn't English. For the first time, I wished I wasn't a football fan. But then, as the sounds of the jeering subsided slightly, things got even worse. The only other English guy, who I'd assumed was my sole ally, tried to put a brave face on things. He turned to me and said, Oh well, at least it's only a friendly. <laughs> if you're going to be an England fan, you should at least know a World Cup group stage match when you see one. <laughs> I don't know what was worse, the taunting of my non-English mates or the cluelessness of my one friend I thought I could rely on. This is a warning to other soldiers. Don't go into battle if you're not sure the rest of your squad have got your back. Very good. Very good. Not essentially a, not exactly a soldier lost in battle, but very, very True. good. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, one last one. Okay. I'll turn it down a little bit. Is that a bit too loud? <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Oh, shit. Ashley Thompson. It was the FA Cup final between Arsenal and Hull. Running up to this, Arsenal had not won a cup since 2005. I'd seen them lose in finals, but this was the one final where we had a chance. So there is me turning the TV on for the biggest day of my Arsenal supporting career so far. When ten minutes in, my mum walks in and speaks the words of the devil. You're going to have to turn that off. (laughs) We have your nan's 50th party to go to. 50? No one in my family knew how big this day was for me. So I get dragged to this granny-populated boar fest with no Wi-Fi or signal at a restaurant in the middle of nowhere, not knowing the score until one of my nan's friends come up to me and says, Oh, you must be happy Arsenal won the cup, as he heard it on the radio on the way up there. I was devastated as my mates were at the pub watching the game, bearing in mind we were only 16 or 17 at the time, hashtag fooled the pub owner, and after the dreadful party, got back to texts saying you missed the biggest day of your supporting life. How's the tea party, Granny Muncher? And fake fan. And to this day, I still don't forgive my nan for not letting me go to the pub or staying at home to watch it. Right, two, two things. You can turn that music off. Oh, that's nice. This is a bed. Well, like, I'm about to rip your stories, but... Uh, firstly... Nan's How old is Nan's 50 and he's 17? There's a whole so story there's a 30, there that we don't There's a 32 year age difference between your Nan. So how old must... 16, 16, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Just about. Wow. Um, that's fine. Um, it's your choice. Hashtag fooled the pub owner is probably the worst hashtag I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. And Has anything this got to do with an Arsenal fan? Granny Muncher. What? What? Is that... Is that loud? Is that right? No, I don't think it is. I don't know. Yeah. What, is they, what do they mean by Granny Muncher? Please let us know in the comments, Ashley, what they meant by that. Because I've got an idea what it might be. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to lower myself to it. But you brought this into my life, Ashley, and I want to know. I want an explanation, right? There's been some weird little comments in this pod today. But anyway, that was Soldiers Lost in Battle. Get your Soldiers Lost in Battle stories in the comments. Sharing, caring is sharing, and sharing is caring. So get involved. Uh, final thing I want to talk about this week: West Brom. Tough week, <laughs> wasn't it? 
Not tricky. 3-0 defeat. Sack two of your chief executives. Four players. Lose the FA Cup. Uh, the only thing that was kind of keeping you going. Seven points adrift of safety. And four of your most experienced players. Pinch a taxi in Barcelona, allegedly. Yeah. So Funny, though, isn't it? Uh, I saw this. I saw an article uh, talking about it and like, the, the troubles they've got. And then I started to think about West Brom. And I think the other thing that they've got on their on their back is the fact is the great escape of 2004-2005 yes I remember Where, that uh, final day uh, so going to the final game of the season four teams were looking to avoid one relegation spot Norwich City Southampton Palace and West Brom West Brom had been bottom at Christmas and uh, Jack I remember chatting to Jack Reed from there and talking Norwich City uh, they were so excited about possibly staying up after going uh, going up and they lost 6-0 to Fulham <laughs> um, <laughs> So that ended their hopes. Southampton lost 2-1 at home to Man United. I think Redknapp was manager of those guys, so they went down. Palace were winning 2-1 at Charlton, and then a late equaliser meant that West Brom could finish 17th if they'd won the game, which they did do. I think it's Jeff Horsford, I want to say, scored a goal. I thought it was Kieran Richardson. Maybe it was just two from Kieran Richardson, yeah. Kieran Richardson kept them up that year, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and so the kind of pressure of, like, oh, you know, oh, it's West Brom, oh, you can do that, I think that's an added part of it. Um, but having you here with me, and what we've realised over the weeks months and years of our friendship is it there's this sort of give up room yeah. um, that you like to send people room 69 room 69 <laughs> childish um, why is it called room 69 because I think something that relates to room 101 and 69 is the first number that comes to my head for some reason was it okay uh, where you like to you tell people to give up get on in the room yeah. yeah just get look, sit look down. I, I, think I, said, I don't want to go over this again but there are people in the sport that they're, they're nicking at living right and you get stupid chairmen that don't know any better or stupid managers, you know, players. You need to just get away to save the fans from having to enjoy you again. It's selfish for you to keep drawing a wage out of the game. Get in the bin, get in the room, get in the sea. <laughs> get in the sea? Whatever it is. But people so need pe- to earn a living, don't they? Not these people. No? Or do it something else. Become a cabbie. Money, be a pundit whatever right just don't influence football clubs right so Alan Pardew is the manager get uh, in there not been going well uh, nah. <laughs> I think one win in 13 in the jet it's not great so yeah nah. in the sea for Pardew get in the sea yeah or just no get in room 69 stay there right there's also um, uh, David Moyes he needs he he's, needs to go get Mark Lawrence can go I oh, that the other week Mark Lawrence get in the room 69 you're in there <laughs> um, dreadful what's going on in that room so, if you're... Yeah. So what do West Brom do if Adam Pardew gets up? I think up? West Brom, as a football club, should probably go in the room. Right. Like, or, or what do they do? They exist. Take up space. They exist. Take up a place. Plucky little QPR could come up and take their place, West Brom. <laughs> Not this season, unfortunately. No. Uh, but what do you do if you're... Uh, in that situation, how do you galvanise? David, in that... no, you can't just give up, Flav. On <laughs> this is mental. It's like a give up room. Like, this isn't a thing. Go, West Brom haven't. They, they've given up. That's the problem. So if you're given up, go. Get in the room. Um, what do they do here? Uh, they've gambled on Pardew. He he um, he has had absolutely zero impact since coming on. In fact, the players are losing it. Um, there's something clearly wrong, though. It'd be hard to blame Pardew directly but obviously the players don't respect him um, there are other stuff going on you know the sacking of the chief executive and the chairman and the sacking Pulis yeah, obviously they I think they'd lost something like 20 games yeah. they hadn't won in 20 games sorry yeah. um, with Pulis so that obviously what it wasn't working yeah this, here's an example do you know what I would do what? sack Pardew mm-hmm. get, rid of him, get him out get Marco Silver in that's what I'd do he, has, he, would, he would give them the best chance of staying up. Do you think? Yes. What, with Craig Dawson and all these big guys? That's what I mean. Like sometimes he leave would. the dice alone. And go down. Not go down, but like Pulis. What is, Pulis would have kept them up. I know we can say that. It's easy to say that. Now. Pulis may, may have done, but they were free falling. He, he's your best chance of keeping a team in the Premier League, aside from Sam Allardyce. And I know that's, that's why, you know, this give-up room, it's, it's the people that... The best of those guys are probably Allardyce and Pulis, because they, they do serve a purpose. But I don't think that either, neither Pulis or Allardyce should give up. They've achieved a lot in the game. Yeah, Allardyce's agent as well. Moyes, for example, mm. has achieved nothing. <laughs> He's done nothing. <laughs> 
For years. Decades. But but what what can you what's what's if I'm, oh, I'm gonna be this dickhead, what's Pochettino achieved? What's what's achieving? Um What is it what counts as achieving? Think about that. It, well, look, what I'm saying, achieving is what Pulis did, getting Stoke up and st- maintaining them in the Premier League, turning them to, to really a, 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 a club that no one even thought about, to um, a, like a staple of the Premier League <laughs> club. That's what I do. I mean, yeah. apart from people from Stoke, no one cares, cared about Stoke City. Port their big, Exactly, their biggest rivalry was with Port Vale. Now their biggest rivalry is against Arsenal. That's progress. <laughs> um, uh, so, that, look, he'd done something. Value, Sal- Allardyce, consistently saving people from relegation. David Moyes has done nothing. Mm. All he's done is sort of stabilise Everton for ten years. Got them into the Champions League once and knocked out in the qualifying rounds. Nothing. So, Get what, in the room. OK. Uh, good luck, West Brom. <laughs> Next six league games, Huddersfield, Watford, Leicester, Bournemouth, Burnley, Swansea. Yeah. It can be turned around. You need to start winning football matches. No chance. And, uh, oh yeah, last one. Questions for Flames. Put a tweet out. Oh, barrage. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, question, question, question. Just one question this week. Uh, and I know this guy. Do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so if you've got a question for Flames, do it. Go on the wide, you on the wide? Then uh, let us know in the comments. <laughs> or I'll tweet. I could do with some followers, actually. Can you follow me on Twitter? At James Alcott. <laughs> that is... Tamir is cracking up. What? What's the problem with that, Tamir? Shameless. Shameless? 40 minutes into a podcast. I think it's pretty late. If, yeah. If, yeah, but this is the people. These are the people that, that are the most... These are the people that w- like, are willing you to succeed. Cheers, guys. Because they're still here. Exactly. Um, so, if yeah, any no. of you are following me, unfollow me. How about that? I don't think you're fucking rock and roll. Shit. I am fucking rock and roll. Right. Fuck Twitter. Big ears at Balded Online. <laughs> you're fairly neutral, James. <laughs> are people right to brandish Spurs as a load of divers... Or are all the recent penalty decisions correct? Seems like a new stick to bash Spurs with. And a lot of supporters are jumping on the band one. Mm. wonder who Big Ears supports. <laughs> He's Spurs fan. Yes. Uh, Deli Alley keeps, keeps diving. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> what, 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 Stop it. Hang on. What, what are you talking about? What, 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 what instant exactly? When you say keeps diving. So earlier so, in this podcast, Liverpool. you said... Liverpool maybe. Yeah, he died. He, no, he's died a few times this season. You know he has. Liverpool, he died. Yeah, he's Did, died other times as well. Yeah, but are you talking about the incident getting Rochdale? Because this is what this is in reference to. No, no, he's saying... Look. That was a penalty. He okay. did not dive. I haven't actually seen that one. OK, well, I'm telling you. Right, well, that's fine. But Deli Alley keeps diving, and when there's a bit of, like, furore... Yeah. Just don't dive for a bit. <laughs> it's quite so easy. Yeah, just wait. It's so easy. Wait a couple of months, yeah. and then, then dive. Then dive. <laughs> well, dive for England. No yeah, one, yeah. no one, no one. Cared. Michael Owen, definite dive, 1998. Yeah. Couldn't care less. Yeah. 2000 was even worse. Yeah, save your diving for England. Save your, Gerard dived for England as well. Brilliant. Uh, to be applauded. Because we can all get along with that. But for Spurs, if you do it, just cool off for a bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's my advice. It's not advice. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there is diving that's going. But everyone, every team seems to dive. Yeah. Apart from my beloved QPR. Yeah, I love it. There there is no better way to win a football match, especially against Arsenal, by diving and getting a penalty Mm. that isn't a penalty and then scoring that penalty. It's the best. Oh, yeah. Like all this like, undeserved victories are gold. They're they're amazing. You've got to win with, you've got to win by skill or tacticals. No. The best way is to win when you don't deserve it against your biggest rivals. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Lovely. And we've got more chance of that happening with Dele Alli and Dele Alli diving. Yeah. True. Give that him a new true. contract. So, yeah, you know, that's for you, Big Ears. Hash <laughs> at Balded Online. You, that's a decision you've got to make. Do you know, do you, do you give yourself a better chance of the undeserved um, cheating glory against your rivals? Or do you, you know, or do you say no, Delhi? Enough of this. This wave of kind of criticism towards Spurs, it's it's real. There is, and, and probably deserve it to some degree because we have turned into a team that would would dive to win. Um, but that's fine. I mean, I, I don't actually like the diving. I don't like the simulation. It is annoying and infuriating. It is a bit embarrassing when it happens. But I I like the idea of us winning more than I disliked diving. Therefore, crack on. Um, you don't want to be known for that, though. I don't care. 
But I guess it's, it's like, just... Honestly, it's at the moment we're known as bottle jobs. It is a stick. Actually, we're not a bottle job anymore. Yeah, we're going to win at all costs. Let's we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of it comes from Pochettino, honestly. Like, the, the Argentine way of uh, playing football, that there's that winning is important, and the, you should be able to con the ref. If you do that, that's well played. That's good play. I just think, think Delia, he's been, he's been getting it wrong. He's been getting his dives wrong. I think it's just simple. I don't think it's that thought What's out. What's the Rochdale one? OK, well. Right, that's it for One for the Weekend for another week. Uh, join us in the One for the Weekend League. Link is in the description. More importantly, and I'm saying that, yeah. subscribe to Long Ball Street because then we can tell you about this every single week and get you geared up for the weekend's football. Every I don't, I don't think, I'm not sure if it's more important than, well, than downloading the app because without the app and sponsorship, then this disappears. It's a can of worms, I know, Flav. I understand. Chicken and egg, innit? Yeah, big time. Uh, yeah, subscribe to Long Ball Street. Hit like. Get involved in the comments. Trivia questions there for you as well. Skip back if you've missed it. We will see you next week. Wait. No nuggets for me. Or, <laughs> yes, please, loads of chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken nuggets? No, no, loads of nuggets. Loads of nuggets. <laughs> load, load, give me nuggets or no more nuggets for me. Uh, in the comments. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.